Every year, to start off my new year, I have a list of things that I like to write down, not as New Year's resolutions, but let me move this. Is that better? Not as New Year's resolutions, but as new disciplines in my life. So every year I purchase a new journal and I purchase a new Bible that is a different translation. So I will be reading and studying from a different translation of the scriptural text. I also begin to study an epistle, and this year it was the Epistle James. And so when Wood said he would be out and there would be a series, I was in the midst of James and just knew that James 3 would be perfect for what it means for us to understand the art of neighboring. So let's go to the scripture. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take the ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Woo! That's a lot. Let us pray. God, for nothing is impossible with you. But let us learn and continue to learn what it means to be a neighbor. We bless your name. Hide me behind the cross and let everything that is said in this space be of you. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. The, this morning, the first thing I will do is show my age. I didn't say tell my age. I said show my age. While growing up, I watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Anybody else watch? You're showing your age too, especially if it was not on repeat. When my brother graduated from college in upstate New York, Mr. Rogers was their commencement speaker. So when he came out on stage, he took a very long pause, really to quiet us all down because everyone was going crazy. He proclaimed to all of us standing before him, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I think every young adult, and I was a young adult at that time, turned five years old again. See, Fred Rogers once said the underlying message of the neighborhood 
is that if somebody cares about you, it's possible that you'll care about others. You are special, and so is your neighbor. That part is essential, that you're not the only special person in the world. The person you happen to be with at the moment is loved and special too. So as we dig a little bit deeper into the art of neighboring, I want to challenge you to remember it's all about the little things. So let's take a look for a moment at the Epistle James. This letter is considered the only book of wisdom literature in the New Testament. James is a wisdom writer. He looks into the natural world for demonstrations of divine truth. He intentionally sets the stage where there are no theological or no doctrinal arguments present. And he depends on real life illustrations and examples to drive his point home. James is giving his listeners this space to think, reflect, and judge for themselves the truth of his words. In chapter 2, he reminds his audience of the royal law, the royal commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. So here we are in the midst of this letter being reminded that our attitude, our behavior, including our words toward others are an expression of our faith and an extension of our heart because it is the little things that matter. So what if for just a moment we imagine James was talking to us and this very letter went viral on social media? Similar to this crazy Facebook challenge about how hard did aging hit you. Have you seen that? I've seen some of your posts. I know you have. I just want to tell you right now, I will not be posting on that one. See, James looks at the power of language, the power of speech. He's looking at the things we say and today what we write. If you have watched or read the news within the past week, taken a peek at your social media outlets, had conversations with family and friends, teachers and colleagues, you have witnessed the power of speech and you will know that it is one of the greatest powers God has given humanity. So think about this for a moment. Free speech is a closely guarded and treasured right. It's not to be readily or easily tampered with. It is protected even when there are disagreements around the words that are being spoken. See, generally, we take the ability to speak words for granted, hardly ever stopping to think that the ability to speak gives us an awesome power to speak well of others, to speak faithfully, to speak in a holy manner, to speak truthfully in love, because as followers of Christ, it is incumbent for us all. We are called 
to speak well from this little, teeny, powerful tongue. The art of neighboring is a tool and a guide because it's all about the little things. I could stand here for 20 minutes talking to you, talking to you about how the art of neighboring encompasses the perks of volunteering and serving others, how it becomes more about the other and less about you, how being involved provides social interaction, how serving fosters strong bonds with like-minded people. I could talk to you about how you will venture into places and spaces with people you will never have met on your own. I could stand up here and tell you that the art of neighboring is about how Christ calls us to serve others, not for ourselves, but for those who are waiting for us. I could tell you how volunteering provides an increased sense of purpose and meaning. And all of it would be true. But today, I want to challenge you to consider the art of neighboring as not only how you serve your neighbors, but also how you see and speak of your neighbors. See, the art of neighboring is about God's grace. It's about remembering your baptism. It's about your covenant to resist evil, injustice, and oppression. It's about words of encouragement and healing, remembering who you are and acknowledging the depth of who is your neighbor. Your neighbor does not look like you. Your neighbor does not live next door. Your neighbor is not a colleague in your office. Your neighbor is the other. And through the grace of God, recognizing that you both are made in the image of God, it's all about the little things. Dietrich Bonhoeffer had a rule. He was a theologian from his book, Life Together, and I believe you did a study on that. It was that no one should speak about another student in his absence. Or if he did, he would be certain to let that student know. One writer took the liberty of improving on Bonhoeffer's rule and said, never speak of someone who is not present unless you are praising him or her. See, Bonhoeffer's former students recalled the many times that they broke this rule. They learned from their mistakes because your words have the ability to damage the body of Christ and inflict self-doubt on the community. It's all about the little things. We're being reminded today the art of neighboring is about serving and volunteering, absolutely. Food pantries and Meals on Wheels are a necessity. Giving abundantly to those in need is required and a must. 
But the language from your mouth and your fingertips spring from your heart. The art of neighboring is about the way in which we serve others with words in private and public. See, our faith will outlast the temporary time we spend volunteering. Our faith will outlast the ministry of our presence with people who are in need. Our faith will outlast the food we help prepare and serve. Our faith will outlast the bus tickets we purchase, the rides we give. But our words and our language have the power to change someone forever. Has the power to heal those who are grieving. To comfort the lonely. To guide the lost and lead others to Christ. Today, we're going beyond a hot meal. We're going beyond a warm coat. We're commanded to serve others. That's the easy part. But the challenge is where we carry the responsibility of neighboring with our words. And not just our actions. In this moment, we are being called to remember our words as faithful tools to guide our neighbors, our friends, our family, so they too will encounter Christ and experience the mystery of God. Language is a powerful tool that will direct, destroy, divide, or delight your neighbor. So while James is echoing the teachings of Jesus and reminding us all that the tongue may be a tyrant, but it takes power and direction from the heart. A bit has the power to direct a horse. The lone cigarette has the power in a dry field to set a city ablaze. A rudder directs a massive ship or a boat. A tongue so small has the power to damage the body of Christ and inflict self-doubt on those on the receiving end. Oh, yes, it's all about the little things. A bit, a small flame, a rudder, and the tongue has the power to destroy. So this morning, as we move into our table of grace, I would like to challenge you to recall how you have not loved your neighbor 
or how an irresponsible word, phrase, or system caused you trouble and caused someone else pain. Maybe it was today, this morning, getting ready for church. I think we've all been there. Maybe it was yesterday. Maybe it was last year. But I want you to think about the person on the receiving end. Just for a moment. Reflection is a part of the art of neighboring. And in this moment, ask God for forgiveness. It is because of God's grace. The first thing James said is that we are not a perfect people. It is because of God's grace that you serve with an imperfect heart made perfect by Jesus Christ. God's grace and God's love can never be shut down, can never be shut out. So think for a moment. The art of neighboring, yes, is about serving. It's also about language. How we speak of the other, not to, of. Mother Angelica, a Catholic nun, said, I am a mirror to my neighbor. He must see a reflection of Jesus. If that mirror is cloudy or distorted, Jesus' reflection will be so vague it will hardly be seen. I am a mirror to my neighbor. The art of neighboring. Yes, we serve. Yes, we volunteer. But we speak of others with love, with grace, with healing, with encouragement. Because it's all about the little things. A rudder, a bit, a small flame, and a tongue. God's grace abounds. It's all about the little things. And so think about this. We are given new mercies every day. God gives us an opportunity to start over and over and over. This is your moment. It's all about the little things. So be a good neighbor. Speak well of the other not just to serve the way God has called you to serve in the ministries in which your heart is stirred and your passions are overflowing. But speak with love of the other. Because what? It's all about the little things. Let us pray. Almighty God, 
to you all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from you there are no hidden secrets. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, so that what me, we may perfectly love you and magnify your holy name. And to remember that you are the Christ. And to remember who you have called us to be. Neighbors. Because it's all about the little things. Amen.